Welcome back, you known to ramble lovers and haters and all of you in between. Thanks for getting back on with us for another episode. Josh and I talk about uh, what's happened in the World Cup so far, the group stages, how they came about, were our predictions correct or wrong? And uh, we, after that, we will give our new predictions on the knockout stages. So uh, definitely check out our World Cup episode and a little bit of fun banter before, maybe even some Star Wars in there. So known to ramble, you're listening to it. Keep on doing it. Welcome back to Known to Ramble. Joshy Josh, I have a couple of questions for you, sir. Uh, not soccer related. I know people are going to tune in wondering to know about what our predictions are for the upcoming World Cup matches, but I want to dive into some different things if you if you don't mind. Let's do it. So before we dive into the quick hitters from last episode, I have a fun one that just kind of popped into my head. But I'm curious, since you, you teach young children the musical arts, is this correct? This is correct. Now, I know you're a film and TV nerd and all that. Do you ever incorporate any soundtrack or songs or music moments from any films or TV shows that you put into these children's minds? Oh, yeah. We've played tons of like movie themes and stuff. We've played the music from the first Black Panther We've played Ant-Man. Uh, we've played, I think we did Guardians of the Galaxy one time. We've done um, the, we did this awesome Batman mashup where it had Christopher Nolan's Batman, the uh, Arkham Asylum video games, and um, the uh, original OG TV Batman all thrown together. So it was like a mashup of that. We've done uh, like a mashup of a bunch of Led Zeppelin songs. We've done, I mean, you'll do like the, the classic, stuff like hey song and you know that kind of rock stop rock rock stuff but um as far as like movies movies go we stick to like a lot of, we, we do a lot of like the superhero movies uh there's been a couple times that you know when we've been doing band camp and stuff we've done like the music from uh gladiator and stuff like that so we like playing the big the big exciting epics i like it i like it teaching yeah. the kids well okay so quick hitters real quick uh, to to remind you of our Star Wars uh, uh, parlay we had last time with Sweet Andrew where uh, uh, we almost came to blows through Zoom because of The Last, last Jedi. Jedi. Jeez. <laughs> no, I love Andrew. He's a, he's a quality guy. And we're going to have him back hopefully soon. Yeah, for sure. So here's our quick hitter Star Wars questions with Josh now that he's been subject to a Star Wars episode. Before we started the episode, you were asking me banter questions, and I gave you a freaking awesome one that you didn't use. We, we were running out of time. We oh, just had to keep whatever. going. whatever. I'm going to ask you both of those questions that should have been on your list. But okay. First up, are you light or dark side of the force? <laughs> See, like... Are you like a vagrant? What are you? Are me you a stormtrooper? You're a, probably stormtrooper. Me as a human being, I'm a sweetheart. But if it's like me and I'm making me a, as a Jedi in 
Knights of the Old Republic, and it's like me, and I want to, like, there is no power. You're being seduced by the Sith? I'm being seduced by the Sith, you, man. Like, come on. Awesome. There is no, there is no, what is it? There is no power greater than the dark side. Know what, what they say? He knows their slogans, folks. It's That's right. I'm just saying, if you look at it, who has the coolest outfits? Dark side. Who has the <laughs> coolest lightsabers? Capes. Dark side. Uh, who has the coolest helmets? Dark side. Like, especially the Knights of the Old Republic stuff. You don't style. see a lot of helmets on the good side. That's right. That's because normally they're covering up some pretty... You know, pretty with you in hats, it makes perfect thing. sense now. <laughs> yeah. I totally see the dark side. He's a hat wearer, Like folks. I said, if I'm going, if I'm getting to make me as a Jedi, yeah, no, I'm having fun Sith with Sith Lord. You're not That's a right. Jedi, you Sith Lord. Liar. Well, I got to start somewhere. I'd start as a Jedi. Speaking of your outfits, we, and the question I was really most wanting you to ask, Andrew, was, what's your lightsaber color? Okay, so this would be obviously when I'm a Jedi before I've gone dark. Oh, so you, you were know, a Padawan once. You switched sides. You knew about the good side. Don't they all? And then you, oh, true. true, true Don't true. they all? They do. They all start somewhere, Gotti. Yeah. I think I would have started with a... Do they? I want to say yellow because yellow is super cool. Like every time I see the yellow lightsaber and it's supposed to be like... But you just want to walk around and be like, I got a gold lightsaber, right? But it's more like it like it's the tranquility thing. Like that's always the tranquility Jedi's. But like I'm, I'd go green. Green is just so awesome. Qui Gon, uh, you know, ending Luke. Yeah, I'm yeah. not gonna argue. It's the classic green. green. Looks good. I mean, I'm a I'm a Sith guy, so I'm going red. I'm blooding it up. I'm so you're you're a Sith Lord all with the me? way. I'm oh, killing people. So you're left making me right. feel bad. Those little kids at the temple. Uh, oh, they're going, <laughs> oh, it's bad times. <laughs> I'm pro slicing them children. Oh to no, that's the future. No more. Oh no, you know I, mean? I might have to rethink my yeah, my decision. I forgot. I'm all about. I, I forgot about Order sixty six. I'm pro Order sixty six. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. All right. So those are my, my my banter questions. It was fun. Let's talk soccer. Next on Known to Ramble. All right, Gotti, we are about three days removed from the group stages having concluded of the uh, World Cup, and I thought we should go back and look at some of these expert picks that we made experts back, <laughs> back at the mm. beginning. So why don't we go back and look and uh, see just how we did? I, I want to give a disclaimer. All right, disclaimer. Hit us with it. A lot of people were talking about groups of de the group of death, and we had predicted one group we thought was the group of death. I like to go ahead and just say this is the World Cup of death because everybody freaking got knocked out, and I hate this World Cup. <laughs> this was a, this has been an awesome World Cup so far. It is. You don't know who's going to win. Been some shocking uh, finishes, and so why don't we go backwards? Last time we went A to A to H. Let's go backwards this time. Let's go reverse order. Let's see how we All did. All right, officer. They're going to walk in a straight line. <laughs> and let's see how we did. And then um, we'll also, uh, at the end, we'll see. Who we'll got, make more predictions on our terrible predictions. Well, no, at the end, we'll see who got more of the uh, 16. Oh, uh, yes, we will tally it we'll up. We'll tally it up and see who got more of the 16, final 16 right. All right, so group H, uh, the, the teams in this group we have were 
Um, Portugal, South Korea, Uruguay, Ghana. That's that's how we ended up. This was our group of death. This was our original group of death. So Portugal won two games. Uh, South Korea won one, drew one, lost one. Oh, uh, Portugal uh, won two and lost one. Uh, South Korea won one one. Uruguay won one one. South Korea and Uruguay were both zero zero on goal differential. So it came down to South Korea ended up having more. Uh, goals total that they had scored over the course of it and so that was the tiebreaker that moved them in so the uh two that advanced from group h were portugal and south korea uruguay in third ghana in fourth Gotti, what was your original ranking of group h (sighs) almost the exact opposite i had uruguay number one (laughs) portugal number two ghana number three and my sweet son and south korea fourth not winning a single game and it was it was Sun who destroyed Uruguay's hopes and dreams <laughs> with a beautiful assist. Uh, my picture of the World Cup was the one I sent you of poor Lu- <laughs> poor Luis Suarez crying in the dugout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I also predicted Uruguay to win the entire World Cup. Thank you, 1950 <laughs> and 1954 World Cup. Your country sucks. <laughs> You are so hyped on your boy Darwin Nunez. I, I thought Facundo Torres was going to come off the bench and be the star of this cup. He was looking more like Facundo Campazzo. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of Facundos on the team, let's be honest. But uh, uh, maybe 2026. I still believe in the blue and white other than Argentina's blue and white. All right. So I at least got one right. I got Portugal going through. I got Portugal going through too. Okay. So you got that point. So we each got one point from Group H. Yeah. All right, let's go on to uh, Group G. Uh, What was your original ranking for Group G? Brasilia. Of course, same Uh, with me. Where we switched was I thought Switzerland would be able to score slightly more, so I had them as second and Serbia third, and then uh, Sweet Cameroon, sadly, fourth. I had Brazil, Serbia, Switzerland, Cameroon. It ended up being Brazil, Switzerland, Cameroon, Serbia. So you got two points from that group. Uh, Brazil won two, lost one. Uh, same thing with Switzerland. They won two, lost one. Uh, Brazil had a better goal differential, so they ended up in first place. Um, Cameroon uh, won one, one, so they ended up with four points. And Serbia uh, drew a game and lost two, and they, you know, could not score basically. Them and Uruguay at the end there. Also, this will haunt Belgium. The last 30 minutes of each of those games was heart-wrenching because no one could score. Mm-hmm. No one could just get the stupid goal that pushes you into the next round. I mean, that's why Luis Suarez was crying. on the, He'd been taken out. It was like, yep. I can't do anything. It sucks. Yep. Uh, so let's that then moves us on to F. Group F. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was a shocking group. Um, I'll go ahead and give mine. I had Belgium, Croatia, Canada, Morocco. So I had Morocco in fourth, Canada in third, Croatia two, Belgium one. You remember I had Canada in front of Croatia. Then we got the Alfonso Davies info. If you would have known he was playing, if I knew he was playing, I would have left him in. But I didn't realize until he was playing, and I'd predicted what you predicted, the exact same. And Morocco decided to say, "You guys are all stupid. We're going to take this whole group." That's right. So we both got a point for Croatia, though. So that's the good news, Luca. Madrid, but man, uh, Kevin De Bruyne was trying to tell us. They kept asking, "Are you, are y'all? Do y'all have a chance of winning World Cup this year?" And he was like, "No, we're too old." 
he straight up said, no, we're too old. <laughs> and they got knocked out quick, so he was right. Uh, one point for that one. All right. Moving on, we have Group E. Um, I had Spain, Germany, Japan, Costa Rica. I had it Germany, Spain, Japan, Costa Rica. But we both talked about if there was a second group of death, we kind of leaned on this one. Totally. Mainly because we thought Japan going into this World Cup looked like one of the best teams. We thought they looked really good because we had just gotten to get to see them play against uh, the USA in a friendly. And And they made them look ugly. They whooped us. Um, Maybe that helped light a fire under us a little bit too, though. Uh, so like I said, I had Spain, Germany, Japan, Costa Rica, Germany, Spain, Japan, Costa Rica. It ended up being Japan. Number one, they played awesome. Uh, they won two, lost one, um, for six points, Spain won one, one. Uh, and so they ended up with, but they had a very, very good goal differential because of the game because against of that, Costa Rica, because the game against Costa Rica, I think, was it seven nil? Yeah. Yeah. So they, their goal differential was six, uh, up six. Germany won one one, but their goal differential was only one. So really, they had no shot just because of that Spain game against Costa Rica. They were going to have to beat them on points. You know, and there's really two tales of the the kind of the favorites losing. There's those kind of the ones like Kevin De Bruyne, where the talent was there, the coaching's there. It just kind of like you said, we're never too old. Together, we never yeah. came together. It didn't merge. There's a lot of other cool stories behind that, by the way, a little infighting there, but we'll get to that <laughs> later. But the other one is coaches' decisions. So in what in, in Germany's case, they didn't bring all of the top-end strikers that he could have brought to the World Cup. In fact, the third striker that came into the game was – not really on the radar before the World Cup, but because of injuries and some of the players uh, not being fully ready for the Cup, he kind of scrambled. Similar uh, with Mexico, they left Chitarito at home, which was a huge, I mean, still causing a fervor in Mexico. That caused him, I think, to lose or to quit the coach after they got knocked out. I mean, there's some interesting choices with either the manager messing up a Cup or just weird circumstances. It's a fascinating cup. There's so many guys who've already quit or fired. There's been so many storylines. Almost every group is a little bit like, what? Yeah, there's something going on. Um, Germ- yeah, so Germany getting knocked out, that was pretty big. Uh, and Costa Rica, they, they kind of never really had and a And Japan shot. winning it. So Japan gets the the better seed you yeah. know, on who totally. they play. Um, all right, moving up to another group that did not treat – treat Gotti well over here uh or me really because i i kind of have the same thing so i had france denmark tunisia australia i had denmark france australia tunisia and i had denmark in my final four so my uruguay denmark duo blew up my world cup yeah uh france ended up winning this group they i mean they've looked really good uh the whole cup except for you know that one uh loss to tunisia uh, they've looked very dominant just about in every other one of their games. Um, they won two, lost one for six points. Uh, they had a higher goal differential than Australia, so that's why they ended up in first. Australia was two two wins, one loss. Um, Tunisia jumping up in the third place with a really really big win over France. That was that was a big that was a big deal. That one of the biggest wins probably in. The- <coughs> Excuse me, I, I, because there are two big wins in this group. Mm-hmm. Uh, Denmark losing to Australia is just as 
totally crazy. I mean, I thought, you know what I thought. I thought Denmark was one of the best teams in the in the cup, but the Aussies came to play. And honestly, when we get to the next stage, they had one of the best next round games as well. The Australian team uh, under uh, their kind of legendary coach, uh, Graham Potter, I believe, <laughs> uh, they, they just came to play. I was they're one of those impressive like wow Japan you can kind of be like we saw it coming Australia no one would have predicted that other than New Zealand so we both ended up with one from this from France so we kind of tied on that group Um, group C this this was kind of a fun group because Argentina looked really bad until kind of the last game they they were not Saudi Arabia beat them I know they were not living up to potential at all so uh, and that wasn't like, you know, like, oh, Argentina lost a miracle. <laughs> Those two goals are awesome by Saudi Arabia. Yeah, no, that that was a well-earned victory. That was not some kind of fluke magical moment that happened, you know. Um, so the group, uh, I had Argentina first. I think most people did. I had Mexico second. I was, I was hoping for them. Poland third, Saudi Arabia fourth. Uh, what you, what was your? I just had Poland, Mexico flipped, and I was wrong on history side because Mexico always gets out of group stage until this year. Um, that's the one of the big outliers was Mexico not making the next round. That's a wild concept, and I mean that's I think that's why their coach who's you know was doing pretty well, but I, Mexico hasn't looked the same under him. Honestly, I mean USA beat them in uh, in in the their hemisphere the concom ball or whatever um but they also beat him in copa i mean mexico's not right there i'm not sure if it was leaving off chicharito which i think was kind of the biggest snub of the world cup honestly Ooh. um because he's healthy it's not like chicharito's not around i'm sure he's watching his commercial that kept popping up on the world cup yeah and just off of a title run right yeah MLS, so um, all right, so we both got a point from Argentina. You got a point for Poland. Yeah. Yeah, look at that. Mm, coming back. Come back city. All right, next. group two. Ugh. One of us had faith. One of us <laughs> believed in this team, Gotti. And guess what? They got it done. The United States advanced with a win over Iran. It pulled them uh up in the standings with five points, a respectable five points, Gotti. That's that's nothing to scoff at. And uh, England comes away with seven. So England was in first, USA in second, Iran third, Wales fourth. Um, I had that exact rundown except Wales and Iran flipped, but my two, I, I got one and two right. What did you have stacked up for Group B? I didn't anticipate America to look as good as they did. I predicted Wales to own them in the first game. I was correct about Bale being a, a presence, not as much as I thought he would be, but um, I had Wales second. I thought Wales was going to be pretty good, um, and especially after watching what happened to Iran in the first game, I don't think anyone predicted Iran to do what they did against Wales. But America versus England, I think, is one of the best games we saw all tournament. Uh, there wasn't uh, a lot of goal scoring, but there was so much presence going on with the American team, and I'm still very apprehensive about Burhalter and his picks of players and his not understanding strikers at all, it seems like. Um, but this America team impressed, and yes, they deserve to move on. And sweet little Christian sacrificing 
left limb, right limb, or other things to uh, to advance was, I mean, special to watch. Really special. One of the great moments in American soccer history. It was so much fun. And like I said, kind of jumping on the first World Cup ride. What and, a good ride to oh, jump man. on, man. No You're joke. hooked. So hooked. I can't wait for the next one. Um, okay, so that leaves us with Group A. Uh, group A, we had the Netherlands uh, came in first with seven points, Senegal with six points, Ecuador with four, and then Qatar did not win a game as kind of expected. I don't think they scored a goal even, did they? I don't think so. It's the worst showing of a host team in World Cup history. Which, what do you expect whenever you... Buy your World Cup? Yep, buy your way into the World Cup, and the only reason you're there is because you're getting the one spot that is guaranteed to a World Cup host nation. Which, to be fair, I feel like should go to a nation that's probably going to qualify for the World Cup on their own. I think that almost should be a... <sighs> Unless a you're an Italy fan. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, they'll be back. They'll be back. My yeah, Italian... they're supposed to be back this year, too. Raspadori will take them to victory. Yeah, he didn't do much this year. He's 19. He's yeah, no, time. no. It's a good He's Italian young squad. Good. It's a young squad. Yeah. Um, okay. So we we love the Azuri Blue. We love you. What did you, what did you have for Group A? I I think we had the exact same. Um, Netherlands, Senegal. Yeah. I had Qatar and Ecuador flipped just because I thought that there was going to be you some bought home their cooking. sauce. You like their stadiums? Uh, no, I thought there was going to be some home cooking with the refs in the first game. Now you know what? As as bad as the refs kind of had some weird calls. I, I didn't think the refs were as bad as people are saying. I thought the the timing issue other was than the, only the Lions issue. judge on the USA Wales game. I I'll be brutally honest though. I mean, a lot of those offsides they were calling them consistent, if not terrible. No, I mean whenever the ball went out of bounds and they picked it up, gave the throw in, and the throw in immediately led to the penalty, and they went back and looked, and that ball should not have been their ball because it should have been our ball because it was off the guy, but. The guy wasn't paying attention. That's soccer. Refs, I know. Refs are blind. Can't find me, FIFA. I know. Terrible. Okay, so I think I think the next thing we got to do, let's take a look at this bracket. Let's take a look at what's upcoming. We already have a couple games that have played out, so we can see kind of how the uh, the knockout round is already shaping up. And let's let's kind of see how we did. When we do it. What is it? Now is all. <laughs> That's really weird. Makes as much sense as a winter World Cup in Qatar. I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt of it being something that like is probably makes more sense in a different language that it was originally put in. And that whenever it translates to English, it comes off as being extremely generic. I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt. I'm not. I'm just going to say it again. Now is all. Now is all. It's like... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Has has no meaning. Okay. With that being said, let's talk about the knockout stage of the World Cup. We are there. We've had four games played so far. We have four more games left. The biggest thing, yeah, we have four games left. We've already done four. Um, the biggest thing that kind of changes between 
knockout round versus group stage is there is now extra time. Yeah. There is now if you get two to halves. The, yeah, two halves of extra time. If you get to the end of those two halves and you're still tied, there's then penalty shootouts, which does the everybody gets five shots for sure, and then if it's still tied after that, it's one 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 back and forth, right? Yeah, it's golden goal. Yeah, 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 there. yeah. So that's exciting because um, being someone who just got to see their first in person penalty kick shootout at the FC Dallas uh, playoff game with you that time penalty, penalty kicks are super fun I know I know some people are controversial on them they're like that's not how a, a soccer game should be settled nah man that's so fun it may not be how you want it to be settled but it has settled world cups it is important to the the feel of the knockout stage we will get penalties at some point and you need to kind of think about that if you're a manager do you take out a star scorer knowing you're tied for instance it's it gets into the lure of teams and some of the greatest misses roberto baggio 90 world cup forever impacted italy it's still impacting italy that's how crazy it was if you talk about it but the penalty kick stage is it's it's a whole nother life force no other sport really kind of has that yeah so knockout stages here we come uh, we've already had four games played, so before we even get into the kind of, you know, um, what we already had, let's let's just remind them what were our final four. What did we? What were we kind of hoping to get down to the final four of our original predictions? Who did you have in the final, and then who did you have in the third place game? So we both shared England and Belgium in the third place game. Yes, we differed on the championship. My championship was. Uh, the South American Uruguay squad versus the European Denmark squad. Both are not in it. Neither is Belgium, by the way. So only England of our final four, but or mine, of yours, you had Messi. <laughs> had, uh, I had Argentina and Portugal. Yes. So they're still alive. Um, looking pretty good. Yeah, looking old like they like looking, they would. Looking old. Uh, but no, Messi looked great, by the way. That goal against Australia was big. But the cool thing about you know how crazy these group stages were was it's given us some really good matchups already kind of early. Um, yes. The Netherlands-USA game that was on yesterday, that was a lot of fun. I mean, even though it was like super stressful as a USA fan, we man Christian Pulisic had a chance like right at the beginning to kind of get a very very early first goal and the moment that that didn't happen it was like okay maybe we're not going to have things go our way we're going to have to slug it out a little bit more and they kind of turned it into a grind once they got that first goal if he's a hundred percent does he kick it just a little bit harder yeah it's one of those it wasn't like it was this huge save it was just a soft kick yeah yeah it was more that he kind of got it and he wasn't really able to make like even like a one touch. He no. just kind of had to like put it off. The other big storyline and kind of the cool thing with USA versus the Dutch um, was, of course, Serginho Dest's uh, father is Dutch. And his ties to how people found him was the, the youth soccer in uh, the Netherlands, which is some of the best youth soccer programs on the planet. Um, it's how the Netherlands have always built their teams. And Serginho Dest is one of those superior talents that's come through the rain. And, and him going with his American heritage was a huge moment in American soccer, to be brutally honest. And I think people saw it in this World Cup, just how good that right back is. He might, if not 
the best. He is definitely one of the top three players on the team. And I think for 2026, Serginho Dest is a must for a World Cup here in America. Oh, yeah. He was unbelievable, especially in that uh, Iran game. Oh. The way that he was just pushing and pushing and pushing and providing so much Pulsic didn't do anything other than just accept a pass from Serginho Dest's head. A beautiful pass. I mean, it's one of the best assists of, this, of the World Cup. Yeah, so... Really proud of them. Really proud of those guys. I know that. I know it was kind of hard to go out the way that they did because after it got giving up the goal right before the half, that that was the one that was actually to me kind of the the clincher. Because if you don't give up that goal, then in the second half, you know, one 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 zero. When you hit, if you can get that one one goal, it's a completely different ball game from there. Once they got two one, they were really fighting. They were pushing. They had a couple of really really good opportunities. They just couldn't get. You know, it was a lot of like passing in the box. You know what I mean? They couldn't really, they didn't really have someone who was like, once I get the ball, I am taking this opportunity. That's why it was awesome that Tim Weah, it seemed like he was the one guy wanting to do that. He was, he got a couple good, like outside the box chances that he was trying to rip in there. But I, you know, I think we're definitely in need of a, of a true number nine that, to, to kind of compete or, or for our current number nines to get a little more advanced uh what, what how about just playing them would be one thing <laughs> i mean it, it, look i i agree with you i i think my a big problem with burr is who's playing up top a bigger issue was we didn't have that second great defender and even though tim ream played his heart out zimmerman had some issues in the first game tim ream might be he might be the most like underrated guy on our team this this World Cup. If he, we don't have Tim, we don't make it out of group stage. 100%. That dude cleaned up so much. And there were so many times where he's like he's like the one guy seeing he like there were so many times against uh the Netherlands where when they're playing the way that they were, they were really trying to shut out the like the outside our outside wings. And so like he kept just like dribbling it up the middle showing like this is where the space is, guys. We're going to have to kind of use this cuz uh yeah, they I mean they were really If you look at the Netherlands star for three games, it was Cody uh Gakpo. Yeah. Where was he? Totally. Tim Ream was up in his face the entire game. Tim Ream is he's that fiery redhead that will get in your face and not leave you and like you said he does the subtle things to make the game easier 100 percent. he was just so steady back there that yeah. yeah that was a i was real i did not think that he would make the team number one and i did not think that even if he did burr would play him so i do have to give burr credit for that um that he made that call and did and did play him because i thought that he was because uh, then whenever we brought on Cameron Carter Vickers right next to him, it felt like Tim Ream was super steady so that that other, the, the other center back could kind of be interchangeable for that game and get you know Walker some rest and stuff like that. I did like seeing Cameron in there. I, I wasn't sure about who he was replacing. It was for the yellow card. Yeah. Um, but honestly, the problem I have is Tim's 35. He's not going to play in four years. Who's that other guy to replace him? I don't know if it's... Cameron's going to be in his mid thirties. I think we're both hoping it's Miles. We, we, yeah, we, if we had him this time, uh, I don't know if it's a game changer. But the other Robinson really surprised me. Jetta oh, on the was, outside. I didn't think he was that athletic. He is very he, much one of the fastest players in the cup. He was unbelievable. Um, I think the I think the guy who really stepped up as well was our captain Tyler Adams. Mm. He was cleaning up so much back there. I. 
you know, I can't talk enough about him. And not only that, the, the face that he put on as the kind of lead of all these guys and, uh, in all these press conferences, how buttoned up and well, he was answering all these questions that, you know, as a, as a 19 year old, isn't he 19? I think mm-hmm. yeah, as a 19 year old kid, you know, should he really be having to answer and deal with this kind of stuff? But on a world cup stage, you have to, and he, he was awesome. I, I think, I think there were some people who questioned why is he getting the captain's armband versus, you know, maybe like a Pulisic. Um, I think we saw why. And I think he set the tone. He was out there barking, barking at people when they needed to be barked at. He was out there, you know, getting people in the right spot. He, he 100% filled every single need that we needed as a captain on this team for this world cup. I thought, it's just unfortunate that the one, basically the one mistake he made the entire time it resulted in that first goal for Memphis is the one time he didn't kind of come back, but he was great. I, I love Tyler. I'm, I'm a diehard Tyler fan. I want to, I want a big old number four Jersey so bad. The backbone of the American team, those three mid mids, uh, Musa, Tyler and Weston. And as much as you love Tyler, to me, Weston played the best soccer. I loved watching him with the ball. I loved how he is a difference maker. It's just obvious he's at another level. There's a reason why a club like Juventus goes and gets this kid. And, yes, it's great that other guys like Tyler's at Leeds and, and Valencia has Musa. I mean, there's there's obvious superior talent. But, boy, Weston McKinney, if he can turn it on, gets that flair, he's such a dynamic player. It's, a, it's an interesting fit because he doesn't look like – this he, he's kind of like a bulldog guy, but it's that Wayne Rooney feel. The bulldog can sometimes be the prettiest guy out there if he needs to be. And Weston is on verge of, I think, superior superstar talent. Yeah, he played great. His our midfield really gave us a gave us an opportunity. We look better in England's. Yeah, I'd say right now I thought we were better and more competitive. And England did not look like a team that would have won that game if we were in the knockout round. That was unbelievable. So. Um, yeah, shout out to the guys. Also, big big hope that Christian Pulisic gets to play in che- at Chelsea, or that they move him because I think he showed he's got a lot. He's got man, he's he he needs to be playing somewhere. And Matt Turner wouldn't mind a start to Arsenal as well. I don't know how you're gonna put Ramsdale on the bench, but Matty Turner is electric in goal. He's got the fire for a goalie. I know, for a guy who started when he was 16. That's insane. And his first drop is that video of him dropping the ball into the goal. Yeah. so goofy. <laughs> to go from that, that's a great story. Yeah, so um, today uh, – oh, sorry. The other game that was yesterday was also um, Argentina-Australia. Argentina – You know, it, it, Argentina had the game. Australia came pretty close to – Tying it, I was yeah. kind of impressed. But they they showed that they Argentina they, they never had looked like they were really like scared. I mean, In Messi kind of never even put on a sweat. Um, the two games that happened today, kind of the exact same thing. France uh, showing off their dominance against Poland. Um, France France is the team that coming in. I think a lot of people were like, France feels it feels like they're underperforming, and then. Uh, now that after that first group stage and this first uh, win in the knockout, I think everybody's saying that France France is looking like a real contender. They're they're looking like a top two to three team, defending champs. I mean, my big thing to you, remember at the beginning was the last three World Cups have seen the defending champs knocked out in the group stage. 
So just the fact that this French team, who isn't fully healthy, doesn't have one of their talismanic leaders in N'Golo Conte, who is the Tyler Adams of the French team, if you want to understand the importance of him as a player. He is that dynamic a defensive mid. But there's a kid named Kylian Mbappe, who's right now the best player in the world, and he looks like he's just clowning kids out there because he giggles his way to goals. Yeah. That's what he does, minute. Watch him. He looks like a kid out there. And he's fooling adults left and right. It's great. He he lives for it apparently because that's what he keeps saying. Um, yeah, he's looked great. France looks legit. Um, the the other game that we had today, England versus Senegal. We didn't even care. We were too busy eating Alibaba. Yeah, we were getting some food, and uh, they had the TV where we couldn't see it. And so one time I walked over and I came back to God and I go, "Oh my God, Senegal's up three zero on England." He was like, "No way." No way. And I was like, get up, go over, check. Dude, I'm not playing. And so I got him to get up and go over and look. And I was totally lying. England dominated 3 <laughs> 0. Uh, yeah, England, the big thing with England, like, especially throughout the group stage, was it just looked like they were, they didn't look as dynamic as they should be. Like, how all does the Phil- things I hate on Burhalter, I hate them more in England. <laughs> yeah, because, like, why is Phil Foden not even playing? Yeah, and when he does get on the pitch, what does he do? Score goals. I know it's insane. I mean, it's it's a weird dynamic. It's a weird lineup. I don't understand why Jordan Henderson is in every single game. He barely plays for Liverpool. Why is he playing for England? Like, there's so much talent. I I, I think there's a lot of talent that didn't shine. I mean, Marcus Rashford. If it wasn't for that kid, I don't know if England gets through. That's crazy. Yeah, and this is. Death wise, this is one of the top three teams. This is I thought was going to be a juggernaut. I don't know if they're just being lazy, but next round they better show up. Yeah, they because what the next game is going to be against the Netherlands, and the Netherlands is so defensively sound that if you just try and sit back and wait for something to happen, it's not going to. The Dutch will score. Memphis will get a goal. One hundred percent. We have uh, coming up. We have. Sorry, tomorrow. Oh, say okay. So tomorrow we're gonna have uh, Japan and Croatia. If you upset the, warning, Japan, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking. Well, I'm I guess thinking, not even an upset. Japan. Yeah, technically is a higher seed. Yeah. So I like Croatia. I'm a I'm a big fan of like three or four guys on their on their squad. I liked them last World Cup, but, but this World Cup, yeah, give me the Japanese all the way. I think Japan has a chance here. I think oh. they can. I think they can run on them, and. Uh, the other game is Brazil, South Korea. Um, Brazil's a juggernaut. I, I, I'd have to pick them if I was looking at this, but we've learned don't underestimate Sun. You know, I picked against my masked wonder, and I will <laughs> not do it again. I will believe in Sun uh, because the Sun always rises. Ooh. Uh, the next, the very next day on Monday, we have uh, Spain and Morocco. Um, I'm going to pick Spain there. I think they they know how to score, but. Morocco was underestimated before. I don't feel like they should be underestimated now, especially after winning their group. You can underestimate him. You can estimate him. You can overestimate him. Morocco's a better team than Spain. They're going to beat Spain. Ooh. I think I was looking at their squad and not realizing just how talented they are. Look up that squad up and down. I think they're a better team. Ooh, nice. And then that leaves us with the final game before... The round of eight, uh, Portugal versus Switzerland. This is so tough because I, I, Portugal is the sexy pick. They're the obvious pick. 
Ronaldo, Ronaldo, Ronaldo. Yeah, go with it. It's a great pick. Switzerland is a hard, hard team to face, and they play tough. You saw what happened to Serbia. They broke. Uh, Portugal's not as tough as Serbia. I'm a little bit worried that Switzerland will kind of beef up and push around Portugal. If Japan's an upset pick, Switzerland's an upset pick. They're strong just like the Japanese. It's going to be hard to beat them. Um, And we talked about this in group stage. That's where you score goals. This round is about survival. And if you're not ready to survive, you're going to get beaten up and defeated. That being said, I think I would still have to pick Portugal personally. Are you are you going Switzerland? Uh, no, I'm going to go Ronaldo. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I pick Japan. I, I can't pick both. And I and I also pick Sun. That's true. So you that would be three and upsets. I pick Morocco. <laughs> I can't pick all of the underdogs. I'll go with Cristiano. Okay, so awesome. We we basically we set ourselves up. For the rest of this World Cup, I think uh, the next time we'll probably touch base is probably right sometime during the semifinals. Maybe um, I'm really, really excited uh, to kind of see how the rest of this plays out. Um, what has been your most exciting moment so far? the The most exciting moment for me was the uh, well. First off, watching the first game, just like the first U- Team USA game, atmosphere. the atmosphere of watching it, and then seeing Wea's first goal getting to like just feel that and just like get so excited about it and you know jump up and down off my couch and go crazy um that was really really fun the the most memorable moment I'll probably have from this so far though is the uh I ha- I started the game against the Netherlands I watched the entire first half about 20 minutes of the second half and then so we're, we're currently down 2-0 oh. And in my car, I'm listening to the to the feed in my car as I'm having to drive to work and, and get something done on Saturday. And uh, we score the goal. And I just remember like screaming at the top of my lungs in my car like, whoa. So um, I won't forget that. I won't forget like how loud, how deaf I made myself by screaming so loud in my own car. So it's it's been really, really fun. How about you? Um, to me, the Carlson second goal that was all just – him being a kid in Brazil and flicking him a ball to himself and then pulling off a goal that I don't think he should pull off. Yeah. Um, to me, that's the goal so far of the World Cup. It was pure brilliance. It's what the World Cup should be about. And the fact that it's another Brazilian doing it, it was kind of like, we've seen this, but yeah. I really love it. Um, the other moment was just sort of these upsets. Seeing the way the Japanese responded when they first beat Germany and then lastly, to see their fans clean up the stadium. God, I want the Japanese to win just for the fans. I know. they, The culture and heritage. And, and they've been res- doing that for many for, for years. Cups. And just the respect that they show is unbelievable. And I'm with you. Like, I'm, I'm Team Japan just about every time now. So, um, yeah, this has been really fun. Wrapping up on uh, the World Cup. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, make sure that you... Uh, catch us on Instagram at known to ramble and on Twitter at K the number two R pod. Uh, we'll be back with some more world cup updates as we go along and, uh, we'll see you guys soon. Thanks so much for listening. Now is all 